Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads Podcast. And as always, sitting right over there, you know who he is, my main man, Reggie. What's up, Reg? What up, Doe? What up, what up, man? Uh, been, a, been, a, been a couple weeks here. Uh, it has it has been man um you know things things are happening life is happening um just you know one of those things man we we're we're in our off season just like the players are um think things continue to go on they just go at a little slower pace and so we're taking advantage of the off season ourselves getting some things knocked out and uh you know just slowing it down because you know we we, we're on the grind during the season too right the beat writers the players, the coaches, the coaches' families, and 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 all of us uh, content creators, right? We're, we're we're constantly on it as well. So when things slow down after the season, you know, it slowed down for us a little bit as well to kind of catch our breaths. And uh, but but we ain't going nowhere though. We're not going nowhere. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! We uh, again for 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 those that uh, haven't been listening on a regular basis, uh, while we it was what 10 days ago to two weeks ago we had uh chris on from the hog farmers if you if you didn't catch that uh i encourage you to go back and listen to that uh and the journey that that he has had as the fan of the year representing the commanders and went to the super bowl and everything with that um but yeah i was i was on the road i was in my bunker at the time and (laughs) You know, I've got some travel plans coming up. I think you have some travel plans coming up, and it's, it's that kind of time of year. If you follow some of the commanders, they're on vacations here and there as well. That's um, right. Scattered throughout the country, and uh, some even hitting the beaches and everything. But uh, that's right. But yeah, we we all of a sudden have hit the the busy time of year now, right? It's it's a mad rush when free agency comes around, and uh, you know we'll be talking about that in a minute. But uh, before I get to that, you know, a couple other little things I want to I want to take care of uh, before we get deep into that, because that's going to be the, the the bulk of our conversation today. Um, I want to give a shout out one of our uh, friends of the show. What's that? Yeah, yeah, fr- friend of the show, um, uh, Eric. Uh, Eric, with who, if you follow him on Twitter, is Deers and Beers. Um, Eric is a fan of the the Burgundy and Gold. And I'll go go ahead and say, if you follow Eric, Eric's a knucklehead too, right? So, so he, he fits right in. He fits right in uh, with us. He supports us. And um, but Eric is doing a good thing. Eric is uh, helping raise money for somebody who is has some medical costs dealing with cancer. And Eric is giving away over the next couple of days. Here today is the fifteenth, I believe think so um he is he's about to give away a signed antonio gibson jersey um if you donate to it granted that money goes but he's encouraging it by giving away this jersey so if you hear this and you've got some extra you know some extra uh money that you're able to help somebody that's going through a tough time you know not only medical wise but uh uh, financially getting through this we we know how those burdens can be uh he's helping out so i just want to give a shout out and if that can get some extra money to to help somebody out then i just want to throw that out there real quick yeah do you happen to have eric's uh twitter handle uh be- i believe if you just do a search on twitter on on beers and deers i think it's oh, deers. i'm sorry deers and beers <laughs> deers i, I and apologize beers. 
yeah, yeah. And, and it's and, and if he's, he's going to be wearing burgundy and gold of something right yeah. if it's a pitcher whether it's whatever he, he changes it periodically it might be his son it might be him it might be something it will be burgundy and gold yeah. of some sort um, yeah so so yeah so all the money is going to to this junk this guy um to help with his expenses and then eric will raffle off this uh signed antonio antonio gibson jersey right. um so yeah so uh i will probably i think you ken has already done some donation and yep. i will yep. be following that as well um uh, providing the donation through 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 this cause as as well so yeah, you, shout, yeah. out, shout out shout out shout yeah, out to my so man just, man just eric, uh, go eric find him he has a link and he's promoting it uh every day or two um and, and good for him yep um also, before we get to free agency, uh, there, there's there's a free agency of owners, right? There's one owner that's selling, and, and everybody's trying to, to to make their move. I say everybody. I mean, you and I, uh, we inquired about it. Yeah. But um, surprisingly, it was out of Reggie's budget. I know everybody's shocked. I know everybody's in awe. But uh, I'm shocked too. I, I was going. I, I figured you were going to be the the majority owner, and I was going to be the minority owner. But um, <laughs> but the knuckleheads couldn't pull it off. Um, oh, shocker. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> There's rumors out there of you know, three or four groups. Um, everybody, for some reason, has an opinion of one group or another. But I'm going to tell you right now, Reggie, I have no clue um, who most of the people are. If, if you just told me their name uh, outside of Jeff Bezos. And I have no idea what kind of owners they're going to be. Right? Look, Good man. owner, bad owner, cheap owner, uh, overhaul owner. I, you just don't know. Look, you don't know. I don't know. And all the people that they're talking don't know. So exactly. all I want to say about it is Dan Snyder is currently still the owner. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows who the next owner will be. Yeah. So the fact that they keep talking about it to me is just wasted time, wasted breath. I don't care. All I know is the sale will eventually happen. And, and until that happens, it's business as usual. And yeah. once they name the new owner, cool. It, it It's going to be one or two things. Either we have heard the name before, all right, cool, or it's going to be somebody we've never heard of. Right. But at the end of the day, we just hope that he's a good owner because just because he's a rich dude doesn't mean he's going to be a good owner, right? right the right. league is lyric with him. So at this point, hey, man, once the sale happens, we'll talk about it. But until then, next subject. Yeah, I think you and I have already spent uh, more than enough time on this topic uh, yes, on yes. this podcast, right? Ab absolutely. <laughs> uh, anything before? Anything else you wanted to cover or think that pops into your head before we get into free agency? No, uh, man, let's do it. Okay, okay, yeah, let's do it. We're, we're no longer in the legal in, in the uh, tampering period. I think today is officially free agency. But it's amazing right? how how <laughs> all these deals went down during the legal tampering period and, right, and right. people well, are already now. signed yeah. it so yeah. yeah so well it, it's, it's funny because um one of the things that teams have to do for people that don't realize is you may make a uh, a deal with a player on monday or tuesday right and, and you come to the negotiation that this guy i'm paying five million this guy i'm paying 10 million uh whatever the numbers are but it's actually today that you have to be under the cap Right. So, so you could have figured out what you're going to spend. And then at the same time, you start maneuvering to either cut people or renegotiate contracts. Or, so, so those things are going on at the same time because you have 
twenty million dollars in, in cap space isn't really mean twenty million. It, it might mean twenty million, but if you need thirty, that means you got to start either cutting players or renegotiating contracts, and so all that has to get done, and then you have to be at or under the salary cap today uh, with all yep. with all your player with your player moves up to that point and moving forward. That's right. So, so today, is, today, today is the official deal, man. And so we all know uh, firsthand that uh, any deal that was made on mon- on Monday and Tuesday is not official until today because J.D. McKissick did the old switcheroo on the Bills um, last year. And right. people, people were in their feelings about it. But the reality was it wasn't official until, until he signed the dotted line. Right. It's, it's, not, it's unusual that there's a gentleman's agreement and someone goes back on that deal. But he did. Well, he, he went. He went back to Washington, and gave him a chance to to match it, and Washington right. did. Right, right. right. So um, uh, that was. And, know, and, and speaking on that, I'm. I'll just start with with JD because JD came back, played with us a few games last season, and he was released, and yeah. and it, he was released due to uh, failed physical. He could he couldn't pass his physical. And everybody knows for the second year in a row, he went out. His season ended uh, early right. due to his neck injury. And I, that's like one injury that I don't think you want to have playing a game of football is a neck injury. Right, right. So so clearly, I think this is probably his career is over. I don't think he's going to go sign somewhere else just because Washington released him. If he does, I'd be shocked. So I think this release had more to do with I think his career is over. Yeah, um, yeah, and so so it's unfortunate, man, because I think uh, all, all, the fan, all the fans like JD. Well, you know, I was yours, truly. yeah, I was thinking about it earlier today, um, as I was kind of going over different names uh, on uh, that have moved under the Washington umbrella the last couple of days. And the one thing with McKissick, if you, if you go back to you know two years ago, you know we 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 I always talk about weapons, right, and our really our only two weapons a couple of years ago was Terry and McKissick. That Correct. was it. And, you know, we wanted him to get the ball more. We wanted Terry to get the ball more. And then we resign him and we're like, all right, we still, we still have this weapon. And once we resigned him, we, because of injuries, you, you can't help it. And he didn't have an, a history of injuries prior to that. Um, we, we, totally lost that weapon um and oh yeah, oh, yeah. Jay, it, Jay was it, a big it totally, part of it really changed things so I mean, i'm glad that uh b rob and uh gibson were able to come in and, and pull some of that but it was a different dynamic uh the way he ran the ball and, and came out of the backfield uh, on passes so uh you know the, the mckissick of two years ago will will be missed on this team without yeah. a doubt yeah, I, I wish him all the best, man, and and for a full recovery um, to JD. But um, we also JD, lost another we also, DJ. Right? We, we also lost uh, uh, another playmaker. Air quotes. Oh, he's a playmaker. <laughs> so so let me let me go ahead and introduce this fella. Um, he's no longer with us. Uh, I think he will go down and. Uh, commander history is one of the beloved uh he was uh number one in ken's heart number four in the program um 
wearing the uh, Taylor Heineke number four jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, number four to most of us, but he was number one to Ken. And he's moved on. He's moved on to uh, to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, we've already seen him on Instagram with his uh, black and red Jordans. Right. And uh, I'll just say my little piece on Taylor Heineke, man. It was a lot of love being shown on, on number four um, on social media. If you've been listening to our podcast, you know I was not a Taylor Heineke fan. Just, just was not. But I appreciate the Taylor Heineke story. I appreciate that uh, that kid was on it. Everybody, no, I'm not going to rehash it. He was sleeping on his, his sister's couch. Washington called him, gave him an opportunity. He comes in. And hands down, in my personal opinion, we finished basically 500 the last two seasons. Right? And yep. without a doubt, Taylor Heineke, in my personal opinion, is 100% responsible for the fact that we were able to at least finish at 500. Because Ryan Fitzpatrick goes down, Taylor Heineke comes in and saves the day. Last year, Carson Wentz goes down, and he's not the guy that we thought we were bringing from Indianapolis. Taylor Heineke comes in, writes the ship again, and allows us to at least get back to 500, and we finish as an average team. If it was, if Taylor Heineke is not here those these past two years, I have no doubt that we're picking top five in the last two drafts. So yeah. with, with that being the case, I appreciate what he brought. The guy played, played his heart out, man. He played like every game was his last. He even said those things and said as much that that's the way he played. It showed on the field. His teammates loved him. The fans loved what he brought every Sunday. And for that, I, I respect the guy. I appreciated him. But as a player that had a ceiling to me, he had maximized his potential. It was time for us to move on. But I have zero hate toward Taylor Heineke, man. I appreciate and love the guy. I, I would I have no ill will toward the guy, man, so I wish him all the best. In fact, I hope he goes to Atlanta and uh, and uh, have some success there. Yeah, I I agree. Um, you know, as I was thinking about J, uh, J.D., the DJ McKissick, I was, one of the things that I thought about Taylor, and this might be, this is going to come off as a little bit controversial. Um, and this is for, for, for good and bad and everything. In the, in the last 20 years, Heineke is one of the most top three off the top of my head, top four uh, most exciting players Washington has had. It's hard to argue that. Uh, Without, just off the top, top of my head, I can't think of any. Three. It's, hard, I mean, it's hard to argue. Um, and, and again, some of that excitement is bad excitement, right? Cause he, he's, he, he had a couple knucklehead plays, uh, but he also had some, you know, dynamic running and scrambling and his, his running wasn't normally running. His running was like scrambling. Oh crap. Oh crap. Oh crap. Oh my gosh. You know, touchdown or first down, you know, it was, it was kind of this helter skelter and then have success. And, and it made you want to, you know, yell at him don't do it. And then it was successful. You're like, well, I can't say nothing now. Right. And, and it was that, just that kind of play. It, it was, it was, it, it was all over the place, more success than, than, than not. But to, I agree. He, he had a ceiling. We needed to, we from, needed a starter, from a starter perspective, we needed more. And, and, and if Heineke was here, uh, if they would have resigned him and he, he was free the last for the next couple of years, I would 100% wanted them to go either with, whether it's with Sam Howell or another quarterback 
that they perceive as being the future, right? Um, and but kudos to Taylor. He got he got good money. Um, I, I think it was ended up being it, it was reported that it was two years for twenty. He's probably not going to get that. I mean, they, he has to basically start the whole time and have a whole lot of success. I, I think it's more like uh, I think it's a two, two year fourteen for, deal for fourteen. 14. Um, but still, like again, two or three years ago, he was sleeping on on a couch and Washington paid him roughly five, six million while he was here, collecting another 14 million. Um, he's done well. He, he, he's done well. He's done he's well. Done if well. his, if his career ends after the two years in Atlanta, he, he, he should be comfortable, right? He, uh, he'll, he'll go back and finish his master's degree that he was doing when he was sleeping on his, uh, on his sister's <laughs> couch. So, uh, yeah. uh, yeah. kudos and, to taylor and and thank you very much for the time when you were uh wearing burgundy and gold i've I've always said i wish every player on our team would play like he does absolutely right? absolutely um, man so I, I i know there were times i came across as as uh unappreciative of the guy i appreciate the player that he was and how hard he played as a fan of the team i just knew he wasn't the answer and right. th- and to me those things are, are, are different uh, but man, wish him all the best. Absolutely, yeah, wish yeah. him all the best, man. Uh, one more player that we lost was, and I think it's going to be bigger than what I think fans realize. Um, we lost Cole Holcomb. You think that's going to be bigger, huh? I, I, I think uh, not not bigger than necessarily than those guys, but I think the value of Cole Holcomb, in my opinion, is underrated. Um, he was he was not a star. Right, but he he was just that steady, that that steady guy um, that, that that just plugged the holes, played hard, didn't make ah. a whole lot of mistakes, um, and so he's gone. He's going to Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh knows Pittsburgh knows a thing or two about defense, um, so we'll, we'll see how he does up there. I mean, he's not going to go up there and be a superstar. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but you need you need solid role players that don't don't make crazy mistakes. Uh, he was well, he was the captain. He was calling plays for Washington at one point, um, and and now and now he's gone. I know you, uh, the look on your face tells me that you're not in full agreement with that. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. I, I was just surprised at your at your report for for Mr. Cole Holcomb. Listen, man, we need. We need someone that's a little bit di- dynamic at the linebacker position. I don't care who it is, Ken. I don't care if it's Jamie Davis. I, I don't care if it's Cole Holcomb. I don't care who it is. Yeah, it could be David Mayo. I know a lot of people well, hate David Mayo. To, it's supposed to be Jamie Davis, right? Understand. And and he may be that guy. And that may be where they're 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 hedging their bet that it's going to be J- that Jamie Davis is going to take another step forward like he did this past season. But Cole Holcomb is almost like Taylor Heineke. Cole Hogan's been here for years, right? And Cole Hogan, if he was a stock, I wouldn't tell you to buy him because ain't much, not much was happening. So therefore, it was time to move on. Or let me just say this: it's time to upgrade the position. And I don't know if Cole wanted more money and and was valuing his his production more than the team did. But either way, they made a move. They signed the yep. linebacker. Um, What's his name? Uh, Cody Barton. Cody Barton for we'll, one we'll year. To him, from here on out, we'll refer to him as Cody B. 
I don't know why we're doing that, but okay. <laughs> but I'm gonna call him Cody Barton, and he <laughs> he um for to a one year deal. I got it right here. One year, three point five million dollars, right? And I don't know what Cole was asking for, but right. we signed the guy to three point five million dollars, and from all intents and purposes, his production wasn't very far off from Cole Holcomb. And we signed that's, this guy. That's, to, not, that's not accurate at all. That's not accurate. So Cole's better. Uh, we, Cole being on the field and and playing the last few years. I mean, uh, uh, Cody B. And I'm not mocking the guy. We're, okay, we're not calling this guy Cody B. <laughs> watch, watch. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna blast it out on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> hey Eric, if you're listening to this, Cody B. Throw it out there. Come on. Uh, oh my the, god. Uh, no, he, he was basically, this past year, uh, he's been in the league, I believe, four years. Who? Uh, Cody B. <laughs> right? So, so uh, the, the oh first three years, he was he was a, basically a special teams player that filled in at linebacker. This sound like, sound like Cole Holcomb. Cole Holcomb <laughs> has been starting the last three years. And, and and we're still trying to get a linebacker, Ken. And so my point being is, no, no, no. Look, we're not losing a lot, man. We're not losing. I, a lot. Okay, I I I think again, I, he, I'm not trying to say that uh, that that he's a, a superstar, that he should be Pro Bowl consideration, anything like that. Ideally, Jamin Davis would be that player, and Cole Holcomb would be the solid count on. You know, plugging the holes and doing the the, the dirty work while Jamin Davis was doing the star work, and that's what he did, right? Um, we we just didn't have the star, and I'm hoping that Cody B or anybody else that we bring in through uh, free agency or the draft can oh, can do the man. good job, do a good job. Um, again, I'm, I, I'm not- I, I agree. We, we need an upgrade at the linebacker position. We either need Jamin Davis to take a big step forward or they need to go sign one of these guys that are still sitting out there in free agency. I don't, I don't have the names written down here, but there's still some pretty good guys sitting out there in free agency. We've, yeah, we've and- shown that we're willing to sign some guys to one year deal. We've done it not only in past years, but we've already done it, done a few of them already. One year deals, including Cody Barton. And so. So with that, man, let's go. Let's go find some of these guys. Tremaine Edmonds and all these guys are gone, right? Off, they've already signed some deals. Um, but we need we need some better play out of, out of the uh, linebacker position, and I think that's what we need to do. They couldn't get there with Cody. I mean, I'm sorry with uh, Cole. Right. I wish him well, man. I, I don't have you know no ill will toward Cole. Hey, man, no, go get your no. money. And you know whether that was because he was coming off injury, I don't know. But at the end of the day, he's gonna go to Pittsburgh. And, and I didn't hey. see the I didn't see the number on what Cole got. Also, he he may have gotten more than what we were willing to spend. And and when it comes to that, I always say, you know, do you want this player back? And, and the first thing I always say to you is, what's the cost, right? Uh, do you, do you want whatever player it is? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I want him, but at what cost? Um, and the cost may have been too much. I don't know what Pittsburgh spent. Um. But yeah, the, the 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 mullet is the mullet has left DC. You know, it's time. It was time, man. I, I think we'll be all right. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll uh, okay. yeah, those, you know, C- Cody wasn't the uh, one of the big names by any means, and not that we have any like big superstar names come in. But when we look at 
the uh, the holes that anybody and everybody knew that we needed to fill this year right off the right out of the jump. I mean, out of all the NFL player names at all, the commanders were like right out right out of the gate, one of the first names of any player. We didn't waste no time. No, and, and went and got uh, Nick Gates from the New York Giants. Uh, there, he's played center and guard. He played guard primarily last year, but he played uh, center before, and 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 signed him uh, to a three year deal, I believe. Three years, um, sixteen and a half million dollars. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, so boom, right out of the bat, nice I know deal. Everybody, everybody saw. I mean, you don't, you might not even know the player. You just saw offensive lineman. I like it. I like it a little bit right there. Before I, before I find out, you don't even have to tell me what what team he is came from. What 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 his name is? Offensive line. Oh, I like that. Oh yeah, we we just started loading up on on offensive linemen. And to your point, everybody was just happy to see that we were we were addressing the position. Right. We right. we knew we needed we needed to um, revamp the old line right out the gate. Let's start signing some big some big boys, man. Uh, Nick Gates again, three years, sixteen million dollar deal. Not a lot of money. I like it, right? right? I like it, so I'm cool with it. Came coming from the Giants. Now the only negative, if there is a negative thing to, to say about Mr. Gates here, is that he's coming off of a major injury. In fact, he sustained that injury against us. Um, right. uh, but it was a pretty pretty bad injury. But hey, man, I, I'm assuming they're thinking that he's been cleared medically and that uh, he'll be ready to go. Yeah, and he, he was sharing a little bit of time when he came back, and I don't know if that had to do with injury or, or how they were set up. Um, he was kind of in and, in and out of the line lineup this past year uh, at, at guard. Previously, I think he spent a full season where he didn't uh, – in the in 2020 season, prior to his leg injury, he played 100% of the snaps at – I believe it was at center that year okay. um, with, without any injury. So – Obviously, a leg break is a leg break, but he doesn't have a history of injury of, of you know, knees and ankles and back and and those kind of lingering things. Um, you know, he, he should be good. Uh, one of the other things that I noticed on, uh, you know, he had uh, four years. Now, really, it's kind of more like three years because he was out for pretty much a, a full year, uh, actually a little bit more than a year with his leg break. But in the time that he was there with the Giants and and started the like I said the entire 2020 season and played a lot uh, in 2022, um, only ever had only had uh, three holding penalties and two false starts in Let's all that Nick. time. Let's so, go, so Nick. Not, yeah, so he's not somebody who you're going to sit there and go, man, another another false start, another holding. I mean, we've had players. Uh, every team ends up having a player once in a while that you just, as soon as the flag is out, you're like, oh man, it's that guy, right? right. And so I, it doesn't look like uh, like Nick is is one of those guys. Um, Don't jinx him, man. Don't jinx him. No, no, no I, absolutely. And 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 come on and 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 rock the burgundy and gold and, and be successful. Let's go, Nick. All right, next up, man. There's another old lineman. Next next up was uh, Andrew Wiley Coyote. Uh, <laughs> I got names for everybody, Reggie. I'm sorry, man. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm not me. the first. Per- I guarantee you, I'm not the first person that said this, right? To him, uh, he's a big guy, so I wouldn't say it to his face. But you're killing me, uh, <laughs> Andrew Wiley, uh, <laughs> who has a familiar, who Eric Bieniemy is f- familiar with, because he's the 
the right tackle slash guard from the Kansas Super Bowl winning Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. So uh, uh, he, he he's had a little bit more time and a little more experience than Nick Gates did. Uh, three year deal. Three year yeah, deal. Three, three year deal for twenty four, I believe. Twenty four million. Yep. 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 So uh, you know, averages out. I don't know how it's all. Um, you know, how the contract, how they work the contract for for different years, or whatever. But averaging out at to eight million dollars by NFL standards, that's not a a, a crazy expensive contract. Um, uh, I, I heard. Uh, I don't know if it was from Washington or. or uh somebody in the know in the in the dc area talking about uh he 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 has played a lot of guard and he has played right tackle uh they're bringing him in to play right tackle and probably move cosme to uh right guard guard. position and but you know through practice and through uh training camp they'll probably flip-flop right just to see what what the chemistry is, where they feel better, where they have the most success. Um, but I, I, I think that's well. The, well, the one thing here that you, you you've kind of alluded to it, but you didn't you didn't quite say it. So yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, go ahead. I know where you're going. I'm gonna wrap it up and, yeah. and and put a bow on it. So what you find here with these two guys <laughs> is that you hear Ron talk about it all the time, and it's position flexibility. Yep. And so whether that's Sam Cosme, Nick Gates, Andrew Wiley. All of those guys can play multiple positions. And and as a commander fan, we know injury seems to happen on our offensive line every year. Yep. And you got to have guys that you can move around on the offensive line. And so with Wiley and Gates, they both play multiple positions. And so although they may first come in and be plugged in to play a specific position, they have the ability to be moved around on the line. So however they it all unfolds through 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 the offseason and training camp it will happen and if in the event we get some injuries those guys can play multiple along in someplace else along the line right so that's what was cool about about those two guys uh right out the gate that uh ron signs with that uh position flexibility yeah definitely definitely uh and and there were you know we talked a couple weeks ago that um we knew that there'd be at least two offensive lineman changes uh i would imagine there's a a good chance within the first three or four rounds that we'll end up drafting an offensive lineman um but what this does to me uh is by getting these two guys along with cosme's going to be there leno should probably be there and then Quinez, the Luca, other guys, what's Lucas. that Chris Paul, yeah. the rookie from last yeah. year. Of the other, yeah, of the other guys, as far as you know, they can figure out which one is the best to start at uh, e- either center or guard, depending on what the opening spot is, right? And 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 we have a little bit of depth. And what it also does is it lets us get into the draft without having, having a, a true having need, right? Right. You don't you don't have you don't have to get this guy. You can go for in the best situation is to get the best available player, right? A lot of times there's positions, you know, that, you know, we, this year, we're not going to get a defensive tackle in the first round, right? Uh, we, we, we've got two and a, a third that we got in the second round last year in, in Mathis. Uh, I know we didn't talk about it, but uh, part of our, kind of our part of our free agency was, was re-signing uh, Deron Payne. 
Um, and hang on before you mention that. I, I, before we get to to the other guy, is one other thing regarding the offensive line is uh, that kind of slid under the radar a little bit was uh, that the commanders released the offensive line coach, Matsko. Correct. So um, there hasn't been a replacement as far as I know, but certainly there would be a new offensive line coach coming in. And, and that may have something to do with the, the players that they also sign. Supposedly that this was a difference in philosophy. I don't know if that was a difference with Eric enemy, Ron Rivera or what, but uh, there's, there's talk of that. The offensive system obviously will change and they may be going to more of a zone read or something. Um, right. Uh, type type deal, so they need some different offensive line. But either way, they released their they parted ways with their offensive line coach, and so there would be a change there. Yeah. But onto our biggest free agent signing, Mr. Yeah, Deron I mean, Payne. Yeah, yeah, Deron Payne. I mean, we had him tagged, right? So he he wasn't going anywhere this year, but he from could've. a from a flexibility perspective, I, but really he wasn't. It was a non-exclusive tag, which was a win-win for Washington. Right, 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 right. So he could have gone. Uh, yeah, um, but I'm not saying he wouldn't. I'm not saying he would, but, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and say for argument of say he, he wasn't going anywhere. He was getting paid nah. well. It was one year. But ideally, uh, that wasn't enough money. You know, we, we, we needed to pay him more money, uh, not, not only overall, but per season. And, and when it came out, one of the first things I, I said to you was, you know, Deron Payne just reset the defensive tackle uh, market market at uh, roughly $22.5 million a year. Um, it, the way that it was structured uh, made it easier on the cap this year. Uh, by by freeing up about nine million dollars. Obviously, right. he's going to get paid more later down the road to to compensate that. But yeah, Washington was it was in good shape uh, not only by keeping him, but from a contractual perspective and salary cap perspective, uh, it helped us out as well. What what I liked about the deal, and and I saw saw the interview with uh, Deron Payne with the with the local media there. And he said what he what what he really appreciated was that this deal happened early on. That way he didn't go through right. the bulk of the all season wondering what was going to happen with contract negotiations. Um, what I liked about it that it happened so quickly is we got in and gave him the rate that we was comfortable with giving him without coming in with some other deals that would have pre preceded his deal. So in other words, what if some team had come in the way Jacksonville did with Christian Kirk, the wide receiver, right? No wide receiver was getting all that kind of money. And then Christian Kirk comes in and this huge contract and people like they gave that guy that, that amount of money. So once right. they gave that huge salary to Christian Kirk, now the really good receivers were expected to be paid more than that. So right. I was, I was glad that we didn't allow another team to set the bar with some ridiculous Deshaun Watson type contract at right. the D tackles position. And then now Deron Payne is like, I at least need more than that. So we set the market and now other teams are having to come in and try to supersede and over, uh, pay more to their player than right. what we pay to our guy. So, so, so Deron Payne is, is on our team at a, at a rate that we are comfortable in that obviously he's comfortable with and we set the market. 
And that was right. what I was what what I was pleased with. Right. And and if you've read a little bit on on Deron Payne and how he he handled everything, because I mean he knew that a contract was coming, right? Last year. Uh he he knew the position that he was going to be in this year. If he played well, he was either gonna Washington was more than likely one of three options. He's gonna get tagged off from a contract, he's gonna be a, a free agent, free right? And but you know, in this business, you don't want to burn bridges, right? Because you don't right. you don't know. Uh, even if Ron had left, Ron might be on another team and and has an opportunity to to sign Payne Payne. As, as a free agent. So you don't want to burn bridges. And last off season, without a contract, you'll have some players that just be like, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to doing a lot of the training camps and a lot of the mini camps and all that, since I don't have a, a long-term contract. And while he did limit some of the uh, contacts that he was, was doing, he was there for all the meetings, all the appoint, you know, appointments and, and lifted and you know, watching film and doing all the things other than some of the team drills. Uh, and that, not, right. and that's not the whole thing. It's just for, for some of the mini camps. And, and I can't say that I blame him, right? You you have a big contract that you're trying to work out. You don't need some fluke injury at, at some mini training camp or whatever. But he was there with the players, there with the coaches, there in the meeting rooms, doing everything he had to do because he wanted to do it the right way. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and it paid off for him, right? It paid off for him. Not a, not only on the field, but in, in his uh, his bank account. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 getting up there with you, man. That's all I got to say about he, he, it. He is. He almost is. He almost is. You know, <laughs> you know he he's the second highest paid uh, D tackle, and I think that will last a matter of weeks and months before the other yeah, guys get paid. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm the second highest paid knucklehead here, so uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying to keep man. up with my main man, Reggie. So uh, uh, I got jokes today. All yeah. right. Uh, kind of a lesser note, but I was glad to see it. Was uh, we also resigned today? Obata. Uh, yep. it, it, yep. it was just a, it was a one year deal. FA Obata for three for three million, but he did well last year, man. He um, you know, in his role and in his position, uh, he did well. And there was a, a few times where he didn't quite get the quarterback. But man, he he was making a lot of quarterbacks scramble throughout the year. Um, he did, he did, man, and he was part of that uh, that platooning that the team did um, at the defensive end spot uh, while Chase Young was yep working his way back into the lineup. And uh, this goes back to what we talked about, man. It's like there's some guys that played well, Two Hill and the FA Abato, Abato, and some other guys played you know played really well. Um, it's going to be interesting. I know we'll get into this at a later time, but uh, with the with the money that is uh, tied to the defensive tackle position, somebody's going to be out. Somebody's out. All right. It could be both. One person. It could be both. But between Chase Young and, and Montez Sweat, man, I think one of them guys is fighting for one spot. And, and and there's a potential from, that both from, from, from a Washington payday perspective. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I mean, there's probably one more big contract on that line is going to be given out, and I don't think it's going to be both of them. So, no. so something's going to happen here, man, because they committed to the defensive tackle spot, 
and maybe they see value in as long as you can clog the middle with the D tackle, you can, you, you know, everybody wants a Von Miller on the outside edge, but maybe you can go with a guy that's a little bit less than that on the outside. I don't, I don't know what, what, the, yeah, what they're yeah. thinking is, but clearly with them committing to Allen and Payne, it says something to me a little bit about what what's going to happen with the defensive end position. But but we'll get to that another time because I know that those things will will happen as they come. But uh, and, and, but and, F.A. And Bottle F.A. Bottle is part of that rotation, so yeah, this could absolutely. be absolutely. And 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 with him coming in uh, and, and signing him, um, I'm just going to roll, roll the ball out. I know we don't need to get into a large discussion, but um, don't be surprised if, if one of them isn't here opening day 2023 wouldn't surprise uh, me would not surprise it, me at it would all. not surprise me if one of those and i would lean towards it being sweat at this point that that sweat is traded right he has a high value um this coming year his contract isn't bad and then that leaves the team with the option right now to 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 resign him um washington has not i mean there are teams that that see a player at their highest value knowing that they're not going to be able to resign them and they trade them and get something out of it it's i mean business. second round first round fifth it's round what whatever it is you're getting something right and it wouldn't surprise me if sweat falls into that category this year i don't disagree it would, it would not surprise me one bit in fact because again everybody just like everybody could see that we had holes on the offensive line and we need to address it Everybody knows not all of those guys are going to get paid. Correct. Right? So something is going to happen. Right. So it would yep. not surprise me whatsoever if something major happens before the season starts with one of those guys, because somebody is going to be the odd man out, man. Right. Right. Um, and, 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 you know, they could do a, uh, you know, like I said, do a negotiation where it's kind of a, a sign and trade, right. They, oh yeah, they, absolutely. they make the trade and they already doing a negotiation financially, uh, behind the scene with Sweat, and everybody ends up being happy. Uh, Washington gets something out of him. Sweat gets a, a big payday, and you know, he yeah. goes on to the other team and uh, ha has success, except when he's playing Washington. You know? <laughs> yeah. So what about the uh, – uh, you know, we talked about a little bit earlier, um, your number one guy. Yeah. Number, number four, Taylor Heineke. My, my number one, number on. four. Yeah. Yeah, so – the team made a move. They they the did. Team, they did. The team made a move, and they got what by all by all reports, they got their number one guy. He was the number one free agent quarterback, and seems like Washington has kind of been after this guy or has been targeting this guy ever since they made the decision to uh, release Wentz and go with Sam Howell as QB one, and that is the one Jacoby Brissett, and. Uh, yes. Before I get my thoughts on it, Ken, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm. See, I know you he's know, not what, number what I'm four. Doing, yeah, and, and that's what it is. Is you, you know, you have a little. I'll say when I say you, I actually mean me. You know, I got a little, uh, you know, heartstring tied to to Taylor, <laughs> and and I don't know. It's it's a different style play. Um. And I think he, I think he's going to do a, a, a good job, right? Uh, he, he's been in the league long enough. He's had opportunities to start. Um, 
he's had some success um but he again he's he's not a starter in this league i don't think there's any any team that wants him at a starter i, I think he's a solid backup quarterback and of, of the quarterbacks that are out there uh probably is one of the, the better choices um so so kudos they went, went i know that they were working on trying to get a deal done with uh taylor and things just didn't work out i guess the, the, the price was too high or the terms or whatever it was and when they knew that wasn't going, they they immediately uh, shifted. Uh, and they may have already been talking behind the scenes, but they shifted to to Jacoby, and and they got the deal done. So, you know, kudos to not have a hole and be left out there like we have been a lot of years, waiting for the scraps. You know, right. we're 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 picking the players here. Like I said, we went and got Gates, uh, uh you know, Nick Gates at. Offensive line. We got Andrew Wiley. Now you may say that they're not the best. You know that they are not the the A players out there. Mm -hmm. Right. But we but we chose the the B players that we wanted. Right. Right. We went out and got them first. Uh, same thing with the quarterback. Right. You you may not say that that Jacoby is the might have been your first choice, but they didn't wait to settle on the leftover quarterbacks. They went out and said, "This is the one that I'm going to get." So kudos to them for doing that. We'll see if it if their uh, judgment pans out. But the way they went about doing it, and the way they've been doing a lot of this uh, early free agency, I, I got to give them kudos of, of being being aggressive. Even at the non superstar levels that they're going to go get, they're the ones aggressive going out and getting the players that they want. They're not getting the scraps. Agreed. Agreed. Um... Jacoby Brissett, my take on it was this, Ken. Um, they made it clear to anyone who was listening that they were going to go into the season QB1 Sam Howell and that right. they were not in the market for top-tier quarterbacks. They were going for the for the, for the the low-rent guys, right? Um, in terms of money, you mentioned you don't know what the money situation was with Taylor Heineke versus Jacoby Brissett. When you really look at it, because I think by all but the discussion we had earlier, Taylor signed a two-year, twenty million dollar, but that's with incentives. His, right. his deal really is a two-year, fourteen million, so that's seven million a year. Jacoby Brissett signed a one-year, eight million dollar deal. It's a million-dollar difference, yep. which tells me that it was time to move on. I don't know what the conversation was with Taylor Heineke in Washington, but clearly a million dollars apart. Come on, man. So that 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 tells that tells well, me I, that I think what part of it is is one year versus two year. I, I, I it doesn't sound like it is something, but I I think in this circumstance they want to they they didn't want. Well, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So so so, so to my term. point, my my point being is it's just it's a million bucks. So uh, you know, if Taylor's willing to accept two year, he's accepted two year. Either way. But my point being is not a lot of money at stake here. And so Taylor either didn't like what he was hearing or Washington didn't, didn't like what he was asking for. But at the end of the day, he's moved on. What I like about the Jacoby Brissett is, to your point, he was probably the best option as a free agent, low-tier quarterback that a team could have. He's what I consider professional backup. Right. Professional backup is, is the kind of thing that I think Washington was looking for and the kind of thing we need. 
we don't need a guy that's going to come in here and the minute Sam Howell struggles that everybody is screaming for Taylor Heineke or in this case, some top-notch guy. Jacoby Brissett can, obviously, he played, what, 11 games in Cleveland, had them in the playoff hunt uh, before Deshaun Watson came out. So, so the kid can play. What I like about it is he's a older, more experienced version of Taylor Heineke. He's going to be a great locker room guy. He's comfortable being the backup guy. He's, he's going to be willing to help Sam Howell. I think he's going to be a great teammate. All the things that we, we, we raved about that Taylor could do, but the one exception is he's got more experience doing it. And so for me, I think he was the, he's the perfect guy that we could have gotten to replace Taylor Heineke to be in our QB room with what is essentially our rookie quarterback, Sam Howell. So I'm, I, like the, I like the move. And if Sam Howell does get hurt, I have all the confidence in the world that Jacoby Brissett can still steady the ship. That if Sam Howell doesn't turn out to be the guy, that we don't just tank and go in the ground. Now, you can make the argument, well, if that's the case and we become another 500 ball club, then we're not in position to get one of the top quarterbacks that are coming out next year. But that's a whole nother story. All right. But Jacoby Brissett is essentially what Taylor Heineke was to Washington. He's the same type of a player going to be in our locker room with, the, with just a lot more experience doing it. So I, I'm cool with it. I like it. I like yeah. the move. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I was fine with the moves. Uh, they, they definitely could have done worse than Jacoby. So. Yeah, let's, uh, you know, we're, I lost you there. our, our team is running out real fast, right? Have, oh, you lost me? Yeah, I lost you for back? a second. You're back now. Okay. Uh, yeah. You were just, you were just to, saying we could have done a lot worse. That's all. Oh, yeah, we could have done a, whole, a, a lot worse. And, you know, and I, I kind of mentioned it when I talked about the uh, picking up uh, Gates and Wiley. Um, you know, we haven't even gotten into the draft yet. You know, the draft is uh, late April. I want to say the 27th, if I remember right. Um, but sure. it's late. It's late April, right? We're, we're, we're a month away. And we got a, a, a good idea of where our team is going to be right now, right? With our with our free agent moves, the players that we have, the, our players that we re-signed. Um, there's still going to be some fillers, right? We're still going to make some, some free agent moves. You know, they're not going to be as big more than likely. Um, and then you don't know, you know, first, second, third round players all stand chances of, of starting depending on their performance. Right. Um, but you know, we, we have a good idea of where our team sits at this moment. And, you know, it, it, it if Sam can, if Sam can be the man, um, it, it, it could be an interesting 2023. Damn right. I like it. I like, so. look, man, I like it. I, I I even went I even went new school, right? I went new school. I, yeah, went, new, yeah. I went new school tonight, Ken. Got my W yeah. on. Got my W. So I like. Let's it. go, man. Let's go. Let's I'm go, ready. I'm go. ready for I'm ready for free agency to kind of wrap up. Get to the draft. Ooh, get to draft, man. You got OTAs. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, they, they, and and they they the NFL drags it out for three days. So you know, <laughs> I, I'll be at the sports bar day one. Uh, may or may not be at the sports bar day two. 
Uh, but I'll be I'll be monitoring it and and waiting for ESPN uh, tracking it and oh oh fifth fifth round we're 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 three picks away. Hold on, let me go turn on the TV and uh, you know stop mowing the grass and uh, stop and see who our next player is. You know, I'm gonna say this before we wrap this up, man. Go ahead. I I think Sam Howell. I don't know how he's gonna turn out, but my gut tells me. Ron and his staff picked another one of those guys. One of those guys that just loves being a football guy. In other words, I think Sam Howe is going to put in the work, do what he's supposed to do, and they're going to give him every opportunity. And I think he's going to he's going to try to maximize that opportunity that he has been given. This is not going to be, well, they're going to give me the spot. I made it. And I'm not going to be in the playbook as hard. I'm not going to be studying. I'm going to be hanging out and doing. He's not. I don't. I don't think we're going to get that. I think this kid's going to be like, look, man, this is this is a lot of pressure. This is on me. I better do X, Y, Z. I'm going to get my head in the book. I'm going to take every opportunity to maximize the situation. I got Ron Rivera giving me a chance. Airbnb me. You know, that's the guy that coached Mahomes. Man, he's coming over here, and maybe he can do some of those things with me. I, I just think that. If, if if he's going to be a good football player, quarterback in this league, we're going to know right away because I think that kid is going to do everything he can to try to, to try to come in here and be our future franchise quarterback. Well, and we'll know. You, we'll know. Yeah. And, and to, to your point exactly is look at the people that Ron has either, either kept around if they were if they were here prior to him uh, taking over as head coach either the people that he has brought in or the people that he has maintained and kept here. Uh, you know, Jonathan Allen, character guy, Payne, character guy, uh, Terry Heineke, McLaurin. Character guy, McLaurin, character guy. And, and I'll even go and say, even though we lost him, uh, Cole Holcomb was his kind of guy, yep. right? Talent, talent yep. level. It, it Cam, is a, Cam is Curl. A, Cam, Cam Curl. Curl. Jahan uh, Dotson. Yeah, I mean, these, these, these people – when you when you see how they are on the field, how they approach the game, they are Ron people, and and Ron had the opportunity, uh, not only to obviously he drafted Sam Howell, but he saw how he was for an entire year. Uh, you know, talent. I'm throwing talent out the window. I'm not even talking about talent. I'm talking about how he is as a player. How does he can? How is he with the other players? How is he in the study room? How is he in the weight room? How is he top to bottom? He's a Ron guy. We'll see if the talent pans out, but. But I feel confident enough that all of those intangibles that we were talking to Sam Howe has those things. And if the talent is truly there, it will show, we will see it and this Correct. team will be fine. Correct. But if it turns out that he's just not the guy, we'll, we'll know. Right. And, and listen, it happens. It happens every year. Well, it's just, it just doesn't happen. I mean, look at Sam Donald. <laughs> He's on his what third team now? Yeah, and he, and he was yeah number one, number two pick in the draft, whatever he was that year. Can't miss prospect. It, it happens, man. But 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 this, the things that we're talking about, the intangibles, we don't have to worry. I don't feel like we have to worry with those things with Sam Howell. Correct. And so Correct. to your point, if the talent is there, he'll maximize it. He'll get it done. And that's a run kind of guy, man. So I, I feel I feel confident enough going with going into this thing with Sam Howell. Yeah. And I know I already kind of said it. He's a Ron guy 
who is now being led by Eric Bieniemy. Yes. Right. Yep. So, 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 so throw that on top, and and hopefully a much more dynamic, uh, less predictable offense than we have had the last couple of years. And oh, by the way, people don't even know Sam Howell. Right. They don't know his weaknesses. Now, give them halfway through the season, you know, three, four, five games, and they start getting film on him. But uh, there, there, there's a there's a great opportunity Man. for Sam Howell here. Man, and, you know, on, I, I, I'm I'm, I'm 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 getting I'm getting uh, Reggie ready here, man. It's uh, hey, is, is it opening day, Reg? Is it opening? Not yet. Day? Come on, man. I'm ready to go. <laughs> ready to go see some games. Well, but uh, I, I, I want to wrap this up. This has kind of gone a little bit longer than we than we anticipated, but um, overall, I would say our free agency has been successful. You know, I don't want to go ahead and give a grade on it, but overall, has been successful. We've we've taken care of some of the things that we wanted to take care of. Um, we've kept some of the players we wanted to keep. You, you can't keep them all, even the ones that you want. You can't keep them all. Um, right. But uh, you know, free agency is not over. In fact, it just be just officially begun today. So we'll come right. back, and you know, and we'll we'll have episodes in between now and the draft. Once free agency kind of winds down, we we sign some more players, perhaps, and and we'll give a grade and all those types of things. But uh, but man, this is good. It's been good. You got anything else? Absolutely. Uh, no, that's 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 pretty much all I have. Um, all right. Yeah, we got, uh, like I said, we've we'll we'll uh, follow up with another podcast as things happen. It, it may be a spur of the moment, uh, wherever we are, j- j- just jumping on our phones and and putting our two cents out there and, and reaching out to people. Um, I know we sometimes we'll talk about it at the beginning, but uh, you know, if you're listening to this, hit us up on on uh, Twitter. Uh, you know, subscribe to us, uh, whether it's through the the podcast or through whether you're watching this on YouTube. But uh, you know, con- connect with us. We want to hear what you what you have to say. Uh, if, if we're just a couple knuckleheads and we're saying something ridiculous, let us know. Uh, we'll we'll have banter back and forth. Uh, we're we're always respectable uh, to other people's views, even when even when their knucklehead views are. More knuckleheadish than our knucklehead views, and I'm always respect means, but I'm always respect. I'm I might laugh at you, just, just yeah, just, just don't insult me. But I might I might laugh at you, and right, that's okay. Right. That's okay. Yeah. It's okay to have difference of opinions. But that's all we got, people. Till next time, and as always, peace out. I don't know what happened there. <laughs>